0: And welcome back.
1: It's Folks Target Podcast with you again. I'm your host, Smiley, with me podcasting, Van and Shy. What's going on, gentlemen?
2: Hey. Hey.
1: You know, you guys may remember, but we took a long break on this podcast. Um, it wasn't actually sure we weren't really sure whether the podcast was going to survive you might say that the podcast was kind of on the brink of extinction but then we heard a shining voice and it said to us we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight we will podcast on focus target will survive and today we're going to talk about independence day but before we do uh, we have a question of the day to get to. And so our question of the day today is, uh, you know, last week on the podcast, we had um, our 50th podcast anniversary. We've done 50, 50 uh, episodes together. And so we were talking about kind of the history of the podcast. One thing we didn't get to talk about was some, well, like, what would we have done different if we could go back in time, restart the podcast together? You know, what would we have changed? What would we, we, would we have made better? So my question of the day for you today is, uh, what is one thing, that you would have changed over the course of the last 50 episodes about the focus target podcast. So I'm going to start with shy.
2: Um, I think that the podcast has been pretty great up to this point. I don't really have any major nitpicks or any major uh, changes I would recommend. I think the one thing we often talk about, the three of us, is having more guests on the show, like bringing <laughs> in friends of the podcast, people that might be to speak into different topics, and we never end up making it happen. It always just kind of – we talk about it, and then it never happens. And I think that would have been something neat over the last 50 episodes to kind of bring some fresh voices and perspectives in like, more, more often, and maybe in the next 50 episodes we'll, we'll make that happen.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. I, I agree about
0: that. Van, what about you? Uh, mine would have been a zero latency um, focus target podcast rap. Because the Ooh, problem with the rap, yeah. as fun as they were, was that there was always that latency. So yes, yeah. we were we were rhythmically in cadence, but out of sync, if that yeah. makes sense. So like if you take our s- stuff and just shift my music over a little bit or your <laughs> vocals specific direction on that vo- on the uh music plane spectrum then we we'd line up but because yeah. we have this latency due to limitate due to pc limitations um we're unable to do an effective rap and that that sucks
1: perhaps one day the rap will return but um for now the rap has been debunked um that that's fair that's a good that's that's a good one. um i have like so many, because I figured you guys were going to take mine, but you didn't. So I guess I can just go with my number one, which is um, I wish we had not had such a long break, such a long layoff. I wish we'd been able to maintain the consistency, maybe taking a small break. Obviously, life got in the way and, and you know, very important things happened for, for many of us. Uh, you know, some some weddings and, and shy I think, moved around a little bit and uh, had some, some back health health issues that delayed us and of course van with the birth of a couple children like you know like all good reasons for delaying the podcast but uh, it would have been cool if we could have shortened the delay and kind of you know kept it going uh, a little bit more consistently so hopefully we you know i love that we've gotten on a weekly cadence now and we've really stuck with that i think that's been really good for the podcast and really good for for me i've enjoyed it so uh so that's that was time i was
0: like 16 months or something like that it was substantial
1: yeah it was
2: it was quite a I feel, like, I feel like the word cadence has come up several times. Maybe we need to
1: write a cadence for our podcast.
0: I feel like, well I don't even know where to go. From
1: That's now. true. What's weird is I'm reading a book where one of the main characters' name is Cadence. So, or Caden, Caden.
0: Oh, you don't even know your own character's name? the book you're writing.
1: No, no, I'm not writing it. I'm reading.
0: <laughs> oh, you <say> you're writing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: no,
2: hey, no, I'm not. If he was writing it, he has artistic <laughs> license to change it on the fly. That's true. like, that's yeah,
1: it's cha- like <laughs> Rat, rat, mouse. No, I mean mouse rat. Uh, <laughs> it's it's um, mouse rat. It's uh, mouse rat. Okay. Um, so, anyway, that's our question of the day. Um, Best band name ever. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm not wearing my mouse rat shirt underneath. I wish I was. I was last time. I should have Should showed it. Anyway, um, anyway uh, so. That's our question of the day. If you are humble listeners have questions of the day, if you can think of things that we could have done better over the last 50 episodes, I'm sure you can drop us a line. Our contact information will be uh, posted at the end of the show as is our way. If I had a blue
0: sky request for a change, it would be all podcasts done in person.
1: Oh, oh, you're talking like pie. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean by that. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, that would have been awesome, but
0: yeah, but in California we call it a blue sky. In okay. Interesting. Because you, because you never tech see industry, the blue sky. We call it a blue sky you, you're,
1: you're always like, it's always like so smoggy there. Pie in the
0: sky is like, I don't know. Maybe we lived in fucking Alabama. I don't know, but we don't call it pie in the sky.
1: Colorado, we're kind of country out here. <laughs> but I've also heard it called. I've never heard blue sky. But I also am
2: in Kentucky. I guess. Yeah, so.
1: I always blue sky is like got like legal ramifications. It's where you can sell certain. It's like, s- let's see what Urban but, Dictionary, the it's authority, is like, It's on, like, it's like a
2: singing in the rain song. You know. Thinking about blue skies blue skies
0: blue sky blue ideation sky blue, blue sky thinkers refer to brainstorming I mean. with no limits boom
1: oh look at you all right well that's the thing is people in california they're always ahead on the lingo things always originate there and so maybe it just hasn't caught up to the rest of us they probably, they
2: the us. probably created urban dictionary so it's just it's just an echo chamber <laughs> of californian
0: culture <laughs> <laughs> i was joking about urban dictionary this is freaking intuit quickbooks definition <laughs> <laughs> We've um, gone
1: very far <laughs> afield, so I'm going to wrangle us back to the most important topic what you do of best. the day, Independence Day. This podcast mm-hmm. is being recorded on the 7th of July, year of our Lord 2020, and so we've all just celebrated Independence Day, a very wonderful holiday here in the United States. Um, always been one of my favorites since I was a kid. And part of that, ever since I was fairly young, was watching the movie Independence Day, which in my humble opinion, is a masterpiece. It might be my favorite standalone movie of all time. I, I re it, I, I think I determined that it still was. I had always said that in the past and it, it lived up. So we're going to spend a whole podcast on Independence Day and the sequel, Independence Day Resurgence. And we're going to give you everything that we, you're going to know everything we think about this by the time it's all done.
0: So, Preferably not a whole podcast on Resurgence.
1: Well, no, we're not going to do a podcast on each we're gonna do this one podcast on both. Um, I've got thoughts on Resurgence though, and and you will hear them, but let's start with the original. Um, So let's just go around real quick, quick round table. When did you, how long, what's your experience with Independence Day? When did you first see it? And what were your initial reactions? When you first see it, did you like it? You thought it was okay, wonderful, awful? Let's start with Van.
0: So it's it's weird how your memory works. Um, Where some things that don't seem like they would be significant are remembered in great detail many many years later and this happens to be one of those and it's weird because it's just a movie and and uh, i i thoroughly enjoyed it in the movie theater but i've thoroughly enjoyed many movies and i can only recall when and where i've seen a couple of them Mm -hmm. right but this is this is one of them for some reason id4 i could tell you exactly where i was which theater i went to who was with me like the whole thing in my mind and that came out in 96
1: 96 July 96 Yeah so 24 yeah. years ago maybe June 96 I oh, no, yeah. I think it did no, release. it dropped it on, was the weekend on July 4th. it was yeah, like it July was weekend. 4th yeah. weekend yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah it
0: dropped on the weekend um I it was right so before like 24 years ago but I could tell you exactly what theater it was in and everything and and no I I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed the movie when I got out Um at the time I would say I just thought it was definitely in like the top 10 percentile of movies I've ever seen I didn't think it was going to be like a movie that I loved, you know, more than anything in the world and all that stuff. But I, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it when I saw it
1: well I'm, I'm gonna jump in next because mine actually is tangentially related to that um so i do remember i have a similar story to van and maybe for a little bit different reasons um it's not hard for me to know what theater i see things in when i was a kid because i lived in a small town in, in the mountains and we only had hmm. one movie theater so so like, it was very easy for me but um i do this one does stand out to me and i think it's because um so my stepdad took us to see this movie when it came out and it, i think it was the first movie i'd ever seen in a theater with him he was not a movie person he was not a movie goer he was not a take you to the movie and looking back my biological father had actually just passed away that spring um very recently just a couple months before um and so i'm i wonder now if that was if it was something where he was trying to kind of to help bond with me and my sister. But, but I remember he took us to that movie and like, it was, it was just amazing. Like you said, it was so crazy. And because I, maybe it was because of the situation maybe cause it was the movie. I just remember, I remember going with him. And I remember seeing and like talking about it on the way back and how crazy it was. Um, and then after that, I, I loved it so much that I made that a, a a tradition every year. I, my sister and I would watch, Independence Day on 4th of July like and like it was just like a thing uh, so I and not so obviously uh, I, I've loved it since it came out.
0: I have this weird crazy memory and it, and it makes sense but well, not crazy it's completely normal but it's very distinct and very clear of like literally walking out of the theater when that movie was over and just looking up at the blue (laughs) skies with some clouds and I could see the mountain range and everything I knew just because I know exactly what theater I went to but I have this distinct memory of after watching that movie coming out and just being like wow that was something else and then just looking at the sky because right then I was a young sprightly what 13 year old no yeah 13 year old yeah so it it was pretty cool it was awesome.
1: Shy.
2: Yeah. Um, so we, I know we've talked about in the past, um, like when we talked about the TV, did the TV episode, we talked about kind of just the back our backgrounds with TVs and family yes. um, backgrounds. And so um, in that episode, I kind of talked that I, I came from more of a sheltered family, you know, family, as far as like protectiveness with movies and things like that. Um, and my parents were big on like watching movies before watching them with us to make sure they knew what was like, what was in the film, like any like, negative content or whatever um yeah they they were the filter basically um but this was the first film ever that i went to the the, first pg-13 film ever that i went to the theaters my parents where they had not seen it before and so like to me it was kind of like a little bit of like a coming of age film like i felt like like i'd kind of grown up a little bit here i was i was 11 at the time and uh and I was just like, I don't know. I was like, man, like I, you know, my parents trust me or I feel like I'm old enough to go see a PG-13 film. And like, yeah, you know, they haven't. What, what happened when they got to um, the
1: part where she's stripping on the, uh, I think my on mom, the stage? Uh, I
2: think my mom um, <laughs> knew that was coming or, or intuited it coming or I forget. I used um, to rewind the fuck she covered, out of She covered my eyes. Um, <laughs> go, so, go get
1: us some popcorn, Daniel.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think they would want me
2: walking around during that scene. Um, so so I've, I've re- I don't know, like I I've strongly remember the movie for that reason and I don't know, I don't, like we were pretty excited as a family to see it and it definitely lived up to the hype. Oddly for me, like I don't remember the exact theater, I don't remember the exact place, like we moved around a bunch growing up so it's hard for me to remember specific theaters or specific locations like that. What I do remember, I have a weird memory that stands out about Independence Day and it's, it was before we went and saw it, we were at a party that weekend like like I think it was with church family or some of my parents' family um, or friends, like we we're at their house, but a pretty big like, gathering. And there were some older boys kind of like, standing together, they were eating some snacks. And they were talking about like the film coming up and they're talking about the, the trailer and just some of the hype around it. And I don't know that this is actually accurate, but what I remember is them talking about the in the scene, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about the story. So this is, I'm not gonna get into it, but there's a scene where there's all of these aircraft in the scene. And I don't know, I don't know if that's an actual shot or if that's CGI. But they were. I think the idea is that that might be an actual shot, and they were talking about how like no movie before had ever had that many aircraft in like in one shot before. Really? Um, how that like was flying? kind of like a record. Yeah, like in like in one scene. Okay. And I was like, oh man, that is so cool. I was really into like military stuff growing up as a kid, and so I was like, oh, that is that is so cool, and that's always stuck with me for some reason. That conversation and that thought. Um, talk about random.
0: I had a quick question. <laughs> yeah. So before we dive into plot and all the other stuff that we love and everything, yep. like so you had mentioned that um, you started annually watching on Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, I do that as well, and then it seems, it sounds like a lot of people do that. Do you guys think that that that's exclusive to you, or or has this literally become like an American pastime um, to watch ID Four on Fourth of July? And the reason it's I think on it's, a lot. <laughs> Like the it's reason, on TV off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I think of that is because like yes, we were gonna watch it for the purpose of this podcast again. Um well, because it's a great movie, but in addition to, to, to for the purpose of the podcast. And then um I was um talking to one of my other buddies and he's like he like out of nowhere, he was like, Oh yeah, and, and blah blah blah, we're gonna have ID four on loop all day. And I was like, See, so this isn't like exclusive to us. Like no. There are a I lot of so. people who watch id4 like awesome it movie. is synonymous with <laughs> fourth of july <laughs> celebrations and i wonder if that's just an american thing because it falls on the day which i guess it would be although when we get into plot later it's really a, a movie about all the countries coming together to to defeat a common enemy
2: that's right. but it's overarchingly american it is for sure is for american, sure yeah american.
1: americans also, are the heroes
0: americans it, yeah
1: it's just like i think it's kind of falls under like the diehard like phenomenon yeah. that like it takes it's um, is is it a Christmas movie? I don't right. know, but it, they always yeah, show it around Christmas, Christmas because it happens at Chris like Christmas. It's uh-huh. like you know, it's it's something that's kind of yeah. tied into it for whatever okay. reason. And so, so it's like, like how Alone. many How many? Yeah, Home Alone is a great yeah. example. Well, yeah, Home Alone's definitely got a lot of Christmas themes in it. We do yeah. a Home Alone episode, though.
0: and it's often on Christmas. Like people watch it on Christmas. It's like
1: yeah, the yeah we did this year. My my wife and I actually um maybe not on Christmas though, but anyway. So, the, like, I, my thing.
0: question is like, has it now been adopted as a standard practice?
1: As a, it's a Fourth of July movie. Just like there's Christmas yeah. movies, there's it's a Fourth yeah. of July movie. There's Halloween movies. You know, like whenever Halloween comes around, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, mm. shows up. Like, it's just, I think it's just something where it's like, hey, this is something that kind of ties in, and and I think, but yeah, I think a lot of people probably do. I want to get back into that habit. It, it kind of fell off when I was in college because I was probably too busy playing Final Fantasy 11 with you jokers on 4th of July. But like, them, man, I, I, I'd watch that movie every year. Absolutely. All right, so uh, another question that that, uh, that we got from one of our viewers um, offline was why is Independence Day, like why did that become ID4? Like what's the story behind that? Like do, do either of you guys know? uh hyphenation or the yeah like well like how they how they why they why did they call it id4 i mean i i
2: can intuit what it stands for i have no idea right. why they picked the why they picked it no
1: So I had to research this as well because my wife asked me, my lovely wife, Sarah, who I I love very much and told her that I like to, I love to be able to answer her questions because I like to feel smart for somebody at least. Um, But I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure about this one. And like, like you said, I'd never really thought about it because it kind of makes sense, right? Like you can kind of, it's almost like a portmanteau in a way, Right. Um, but apparently I, I did the research and I guess there was an issue with the rights to the title of Independence Day. It was held by Warner Brothers and Twentieth Century Fox wasn't sure they were gonna be able to use it. So they used ID four as like their code name or holding name and they were actually thinking about using some other different names for the film, but then they were able to secure the rights. To the to actual Independence Day as their title, and then that was the official title. But ID Four was like the working, the working name for a long time while they were while they were in the yeah, battles. One of the yeah. names
0: they were considering was Welcome to Earth.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Earth.
2: Like <laughs> <Nindependence> Day. <laughs> Independence, Independence Day. Independence
1: Days. <laughs> That's what I would do. Independence Day Z. It's like they're zombies <laughs> instead of aliens. Uh, aliens are also zombies. Uh, so I'm gonna go through a quick, uh, quick, uh, brief overview of the plot, uh, if in case you haven't seen this movie and you're really just listening to us to figure out whether it's something you'd like to watch. I think that's unlikely in many cases, but we're past oh, statute
0: of limitations, right? We
1: are. So this is this is a spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about the plot of the. Of the movie any more than you already have i would suggest that you probably just go ahead and skip this one altogether as a podcast because the spoilers will be prevalent for the rest of the way and you're a Um, terrible person use
2: this time to go watch independence day
1: there you go that would be a better use of your time than listening to us i guarantee you uh so anyway um the the obvious plot is some alien spaceships show up uh you know they kind of position themselves all over the earth um the uh a, a, a secret countdown code is stumbled upon by our protagonist, uh, Jeff Goldblum, who is fantastic in this movie. And uh, he rushes to tell the president that you know things are things are going down. Um, he you know there's a lot of personal interaction with some very memorable characters. And um, uh, in the end, the aliens attack, and the president and a, a small group of people are able to escape. Um, they relocate to Area 51, which is revealed actually is real, and uh, did uh, receive a crash-landed alien spaceship back in the 60s, like everybody always has rumored, and it was the same alien fleet. They're able to use an uh, a alien spaceship that is uh, on retainer down there in alien Area 51 and a computer-hacked virus uh, to infiltrate the alien mothership reduce uh, get rid of the shields of the um, of the aliens uh, you know devastate world mm-hmm. devastators and counterattack and are able to defeat the alien threat mm. um,
0: counteroffensive i would call
1: it counteroffensive mm. sure and you could, and you could almost
2: call. say the virus was like a cold you know it, was, right. it
1: kind of was it was it was like giving uh. them a cold really <laughs> um the movie is so quotable it's so good that's the best part of it so um if again if you haven't seen the movie um or seen it recently um i'm sorry for all the inside jokes but go watch it like shy said so that's that's basically what what happens that's the the long and short of it i guess the short of it um i want to talk about um we've all obviously at least taken the time to watch the movie again oh i wanted to ask that before did you guys do your homework did you watch independence day over this last week did you yes. watch Independence Day 2 Resurgence over this last week? Yes. Oh, man. Look at you guys. Responsible. I'm proud of you It was a both. pleasure. Yeah, I agree. Which I agree one? I mean, it
2: Ooh. was more it – was, it was a pleasure in the first one. We'll, we'll get to the second one when we get to the we second one. We'll get to the second one. second
1: one when we get to the <laughs> second one. I, th- I agree with that. Um, so, <clears throat> let's. Uh, what, what, do you thought? what do you think about Independence Day? What did you like about it? What did you love about it? Rewatching it, how did it stand up to the test of time? We're going to start with Van
0: it's insane to think that that's a 24 year old movie because even if it came oh, yeah. out last year it would still be like amazingly current and awesome and relative and just absolutely incredible I mean, relative? Um, well i guess we're not being attacked by zombie or by aliens at the moment but yeah it would be um it would be timely and it would it would seem like it would fit in like no problem so the fact that it happened a quarter century ago is absolutely incredible um you, yeah, you actually it looks it. good
1: right it looks it really it looks good, good. It looks great and actually overall, okay, so that's one of the things i actually loved good. about it
0: yeah was was um <laughs> i don't know how how much you want to get into nitpicking but yeah one of the things i absolutely loved about it was the special effects like i'd never seen anything like that on the screen before no one and has. then i i saw i saw yeah exactly <clears throat> no one has and i saw um you know the behind the scenes on how they did a lot of those things like the especially like the world devastator as you called it when it mm. when it just completely starts smashing down the empire state building yeah. and then going down the road and everything like that and like that shot was done sideways and they mm-hmm. let the fire and that's how the fire climbed up but then you you think the camera's on a, on right. a level plane so the fire is just going like that well in reality it was like anyways um not bad not not a good illustration for our audio podcast listeners Maybe
1: right. that's, that's cool about.
0: But, um, so the special effects was number one, and, and, well, not number one, but one of the, the highlights of the, the movie. Um, the cast is just absolutely insane. And then lastly, like you said, like, it, it's super quotable, right? So then, like, it reoccurs on many instances throughout <laughs> my lifetime, at least, um, frequently. So then it's like a constant reminder of how good it is. And then it, it, because so many other people, it's like something that bonds people together. Like because it's so quotable, and you hear somebody doing a quote or saying something, you're like, "Oh, ID4, I love that
1: movie." Look at me, I look like a schlemiel. (laughs) Look at me, I I
0: would have wore a a tie.
1: Look at me. Oh no, you'll be the president. You punched the president. You Punched the president. president? (laughs) He he wasn't the president then. (laughs) He wasn't the president. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, Will Will Smith killed
0: it. He's just. Uh, oh, I mean, man. he's a, he's an amazing actor, anyways, and and in this role specifically, he just absolutely crushes it. So this uh, everybody can,
1: did. Did this come out before Men in Black? I feel like it did. Wasn't yeah. this his was this uh, yeah, his like first it, really I big like it role? Did. Yeah, this I was think like it was. where he got put on the <laughs> yeah. map. I feel like, and then yeah. Men in Black was next, and it was
0: yeah. You know. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: obviously, 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 um, Fresh Prince. yeah, Fresh Prince right. and all those, but like, so, but like from on the a movie screen. perspective,
0: serious. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So no, I mean, there's. Uh, I don't want to take everything. I mean, but there's there's just a lot to love about it. So absolutely. Shy?
2: Yeah. I think. I mean, Vance started touching just the cast. I mean, I think they did a great job with casting the film, and um, I don't know that at the time I'm I'd seen sure. much with Jurassic Park came out before this, right? Yes. So I was familiar with Jeff Goldblum yes. as a kid because I'd seen Jurassic Park, right. um, but I think that was all I'd seen him in. I don't think I'd ever seen him with <laughs> Will Smith because I didn't grow up with Fresh Prince, and um, and then like Bill Pullman. Oddly enough, I was familiar with because I think because of the movie "While You Were Sleeping" was my, one of my mom's favorite mm. films, and he's an actor in that romantic comedy. But uh, I, they just did a great job, and even some of them maybe not. I'm not. I, I'm not really familiar with the actor who plays the dad, uh, you know, Julius Levinson. But he, I oh, mean, that's
1: Judd Hirsch. We'll, oh, t- we'll get to him. All right, cool. Don't he's like worry.
2: one of the best. I mean, characters in the film as far as like quotability, totally and
1: um, and he and- felt like
0: everybody's dad. Like he felt like my dad watching the movie. Like it was just. Which is yeah. awesome. How he cared about his little David, who's not really that little. Yeah. He's uh, so, an adult. So, and- so we need to
1: jump into Judge. Hirsch. So I got a story about Judd, Judd Hirsch. So as you may remember, um, when I from our TV episode, I was big into classic TV, right? And one of my favorite shows that was on Nick at Night that I always used to watch um, back in the day was Taxi which is about, uh, you know, a bunch of cab drivers. And it had a lot of famous people, uh, people who went on to to be really big were also in that. Danny DeVito was phenomenal in it. Tony Danza was in it. Judd Hirsch was the main character. And I never, until like a couple, like until when we were rewatching Taxi, my wife and I, I never made the connection that they were the same person. And when i did like it blew my mind out of my head it was That's incredible, awesome. and it was like what a what a resounding um endorsement of somebody like i loved his character in taxi and i loved julius levinson in independence day and like i never knew it was the same guy but like he in in my head canon like i feel like he could still be the same person like like if you ever go back and watch taxi like he's he's the same character. Like he's the same guy. He talks the same way. Like, it's like, this is what he would have been like 30, 40 years later, he would have been, you know, an old, an old dude playing chess. My social security is going to be expired. Be like, <laughs> That's All right, so there's
0: one thing, sorry.
1: No, go ahead. If there's one
0: thing oh. no, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the chronology of Will Smith's movies. If yeah. there's one thing that could have put him on the, on the radar um, earlier, it's Bad Boys when was it was Mike Lowry, oh, 1995. I was, yeah, not before that then. was before. Okay. So that was one year before. Okay. Then it was so, Independence yeah. Day. Then it was Men in Black the year after. And then he's just pumping out like badass movies right. like they're freaking hotcakes. Mike so. Lowry. <laughs> <My>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Lowry. Sorry.
0: Another quick aside. You know, I just saw Bad Boys for the first time in my entire life about a month ago. First one? Yeah. Now did wow. you watch all three? Not yet. I watched the uh, first two. You're um, working on it. Sheena and I have to watch the third one. Yeah. Wait, is so okay. the third
2: one the one that Bad just came out? Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys yeah. for
1: Life. Yeah. Uh, I still that, just, that's, that just came out, right? It just, just came, came out real yeah, yeah. Sarah actually, Sarah and I actually watched those, the first two, for the first time when we were dating. And so then, when the third one came out, we we're like, oh, well, we gotta go see that. And we rewatched the first two. Um,
2: How does the third one live up? Like, I, I, like, does it hold up to the first two? It, it
1: was pretty good. I thought it was okay. I was really disappointed that in the tight, in the in a in a movie titled bad boys for life that they didn't play the song bad boy for life Mm. by p diddy like it wouldn't i was waiting for it the whole damn time and it didn't and i feel like Mm. it was probably because it was produced by dj Khaled or something and whatever i don't know um so that was that was disappointing but other than that that was really my only disappointment with it like i thought it was pretty good i thought it was pretty funny like it kind of had a uh you know, like the traditional, like I'm, I'm too old for this shit type of, yeah. You know, like they're all old. like it was, it was, it was pretty funny. It, it really did capture, like I think they have a real chemistry together. So I was recommend it, it. I liked it.
2: Was it bad boys too when Martin Short got on the ecstasy and then he's like calling his wife and uh <laughs> I'm on oh, the way home you mean uh No it's mean, not Martin Short. Martin Did I say Martin Lawrence. Short? Martin Lawrence,
0: yeah. yeah Martin Lawrence,
1: yeah. <laughs> Martin, Martin Short, George, that was <laughs> a a little weird bit dynamic. Bit yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> three amigos that I didn't recognize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but coming back to Independence Day, yes, um, I also like, like Van like Van said, I'm not gonna um say everything because we gotta save some stuff for Smiley. But the other thing I think that really, especially at I'm excited about getting into Resurgence because I think casting is something I definitely want to talk about when we get to Resurgence. But uh, sure. but I think another cool thing about Independence Day and especially being the first in a series is the mystery at the beginning of the film is that yeah. these things show up and you don't really know what's going on. You mentioned the countdown and the plot synopsis and like that's such a big moment kind of as like David, as Jeff Gold- Goldblum's oh, yeah. character is like kind of, figuring that out and then they're driving to the white house and they're like and you're still like what does the countdown mean and all of a sudden like bam the right. attack happened or like is the it, light it goes it, off yeah and they're trying to get you know they're trying to get safety and um i think that that's something that the sequel misses and i think that like really made the first one kind of really tense early on and added that kind of more absolutely. dramatic element
1: yeah i mean there's not much else to say i mean you guys are absolutely right it was it's just the casting is phenomenal i love basically all the characters. I think they're hilarious. And like, it's funny, like it's so, what's amazing about it is that they take so many different viewpoints and kind of bring them all together. I mean, you've got David and his dad and and his, his ex-wife who, you know, is now with the president as an aide. You got the whole thing going on with the president and the, and the generals and then you got like this fucking whacked out crop duster in the middle of the desert it's doing his awesome. own. Thing. Hey, that guy's a legend, okay? He's a legend. You will he's not absolutely. talk about him but like he's, that. You have to admit, <laughs> when he comes on the screen, he's yeah, a clown. You're like, what, he's what is going on? He's, he's like, drunk.
0: He's, he's dusting the wrong crops. Dusting crop. the
1: wrong crops. <laughs> You sure? Are you sure? <laughs> 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 so what the hell do you think you're doing? You know, like you got his kids, you got, and then you've got the president's wife is doing her own thing. You've got Will Smith and his whole thing. His girlfriend's doing it. Like there's a lot of moving parts, and it does yeah. a good job of bringing them all together. And you know, it, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot that you feel like isn't relevant. To you know, you know, sometimes you get movies where like certain plot lines they try to kind of fit something in, and you're like, you know, this, yeah, like filth, this, yeah. this movie could have probably been better if they would have just kind of exercised that whole part and and focused on the meat of it. Do you, I feel like you don't agree, Shy? What, what, no, no, you,
2: I'm laughing because potentially we're already getting into our conversation about resurgence.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, oh well, my god, we won't get, I, we won't get, I, to, we won't get too deep. We we're gonna to, have a similar yeah. Yeah. well, yeah. and that's gonna be natural, right? Like, I mean, the talk about resurgence is all gonna be comparison mm. to the first one, like, you can't you can't like that's how it is with a sequel so all right Independence so
0: Day is a long movie too it's two hours and 25 minutes yes. like officially
1: it doesn't feel well, like that think, either it, it does not feel it like it at
0: all and like goes fast oh god yeah when
1: you think about all that happens like like you said all the setup and all like that tension and then like of course there's the disaster important part of it that lasts you know a good amount of time where you know all the seas are starting to get yep. destroyed and, and all of that everything that goes in there um and then you know, there's there's a long lead up to the counterattack as well. Like there, there's that time in between where they kind of have to restock and kind of figure out what's going on and and counteroffensive. Yeah. But why? Like, what, what's wrong with counterattack? <laughs> Am I using it wrong? Like, it's the second time you I corrected think, me. Let's, I, let's think, ver- yeah, I, think, I think
2: it's that's how they refer to it in the movie. I think it is yeah, how yeah, they refer it it to is. in
1: the
0: movie. Uh, yeah, that's why. Counter- so they okay. go, oh, okay. it's the Americans. They want to launch a counteroffensive
1: about damn time <laughs> <laughs> about play time <laughs> all right so we've talked uh, about what why? we like well, get offensive but why? Why? <laughs> but why i get it now i didn't get it before okay i'm with you i'm with you you're on point um okay let's talk about critiques of the movie before let's let's leave the sequel out of this for now we'll have plenty of time for that let's talk about critiques of independence Day itself like I've gotten some pushback from people in the past when I say that Independence Day is one of the greatest movies of all time, and people are like, "Slow your roll, homie." Like, those are not what people you, you need in about? your life, in your circle. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, might have been shy You're once. Quickly, time. Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think well,
2: all right, and I think that is uh, that's probably where we'll get to one of my critiques. Is yeah. I think that saying, I think when you say something is the greatest movie of all time, I think there needs to be a disclaimer, like greatest to anything of all time, right? I think that like there's the element of like. Is this are you talking about personal preference or objectively one of the greatest movies of all time? Mm. I think that like that gets into like conversations of like if you talk about great films and like maybe like the American Film Institute's like top one hundred list, like most of those films will probably put you to sleep, but they're still considered great <laughs> like films for a specific.
0: Yeah. Wait a minute. What you don't like what? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Wh- what no, I'm saying, it's a good movie, but it's come on. No, no, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about like Casablanca
2: or like. Oh, okay. Um, Lawrence of Arabia or you know like a Singing movie that actually ranks? did put me. And that will never put you to sleep. What are you talking about? That's nonsense. <laughs> um, but
1: so I don't know, like, uh, like obje- objective. So, so here's. So I guess here's my question. I would
2: I would agree with you that Independence Day is one of the best films ever made. But
1: what disqualifies it from? being a top 10 film of all time like what what about it disqualifies it is it because movies of a certain genre are just ineligible or like what what is it time how long because you talk about Casablanca that's like a hundred year old movie I'm not and I'm not claiming to be a critic either no
2: no no. um, I'm not trying to attack I think think it is pretty pulpy I think it is definitely a summer blockbuster and I guess that's the question is does something being a blockbuster disqualify it? I don't know but I don't think um I don't know that I have a good answer for that to be honest I mean if and 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 I think that might be the better answer is that whatever you like you can say is the greatest like why do we why do we say that someone is great based on some objective standard versus like what we feel inside of us I mean that's a whole whole nother podcast but uh but I'm sorry so I think that I was one of the ones who said that to you in the past
1: (laughs) yeah you were because it kind of took me back because i was
2: like yeah i really like this film too but i would have never thought of like anyone ever saying it's the greatest film of all time
0: i feel like we got hostile against him when he
1: said that i remember that chat now my smiley did yeah i definitely did well and and i think it probably comes down to like it's it's about art criticism or art critique right like how do you determine what's worthy How, how do you determine that painting behind me is that you know a modern classic that should be in a museum or is that a work of garbage that a child made um we know it's the latter because i painted it but like who who determines these things (laughs) who's who's the final judge and jury over what's what's high art and what's garbage and like you go to like a museum and you look at some pieces of art and you're like what is this doing here like who decided that this is worthwhile and i think the same thing kind of applies here with um you know with, with this with a movie like what 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 makes a movie great what makes a it movie? it should be a podcast because you can talk about
0: populist opinion you could talk about <sighs> there's like a lot extraordinary yeah
1: i feel like i feel like there's like this movie i, I don't know i'll just think about it. i mean you yeah, get yeah, the maybe definition
2: maybe of truth with a podcast like that like what is truth i mean is it objective is it subjective
1: yeah, there's a lot there. That's a good philosophical one. So
2: I'll, I'll jump into a critique, though, because um, okay, yeah. the one, one popped in my mind as I was watching it this time and i think i've thought before and it's kind of ridiculous you don't like watch these kind of films for for a realistic kind of perspective to expect reality but man the scene when she is in the tunnel and she jumps into that door and is oh saying thank you and the fiery wave of death <laughs> yes. it's like it's like no if you touch it you die but if you're within five feet of it you're okay like let's not talk about heat at the all the fire can't um, cross the threshold it <laughs> wasn't invited well, in And just so heat, you know yeah i mean just it's like, actually just vampire fire like no, no, let has
0: not talk about the oxygen that would have been sucked out of that yeah, uh, that closet yeah, that she was in in that yeah. heartbeat like yeah. but like
2: any movie like where there's lava and they're like they're like two feet above the lava yeah. on a log and they're like okay it's like no i mean it's that's thousands of degrees when you're that close yes, to right like, i don't know
1: it, um, it didn't it never that i know i didn't know And i was like when i watched it, i was like oh i thought she shut the door but she doesn't shut the door the light just goes out i'm like why didn't she shut the door that at least at least you could have made an argument like it still would have been a bit of a stretch, but at least if you close the door, you think, okay, at least there's a little bit of a something. But
2: did the door swing open? I think that's the problem. She, like, she
1: kicks it. Yeah, she like kicks it in. Oh, does it go in? Oh, I okay. think I think she because she kicks it. She kicks she it kicks in.
2: It, right, that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Boomer. <laughs>
0: yep. So Should we hold here? No. Now let me go real quick. We got. We so, got
1: oh, you got time? Okay.
0: <laughs> so um, another critique I have is that exact. Well. I had a few of those where like, oh, I can't suspend my belief for this, but I can suspend my belief for every other thing that's completely unbelievable. But one critique that I had, and it's not about suspending your belief or anything, it's just about continuity, mm-hmm. is the towards the end of the film when they're asking for new pilots and crop duster boy walks in there and everything like that. And, and he's like, oh, I'd sort of like to take it back to these uh, ever since I was abducted. And he's talking about this story and the freaking people that are listening to the story are rolling their eyes at him. Like he's some kind of a fucking lunatic. And I'm like, you guys are fighting aliens. Why is it so hard to believe that this guy was abducted 50 years ago? Yeah. I,
1: I, like, I, oh God, always,
0: that part pisses me off so much.
1: I always felt that way, like, ever since I, ever since I watched it as a kid. Like, but I think it was deliberate. I think it was showing that, like, like that it's like these people just didn't respect this dude. Yeah. that like like he's a crazy dude and then it's like oh sure you were like maybe it was kind of like a bandwagon effect like oh yeah i'm everybody was abducted by the aliens everybody's got a score to settle sure okay pal sell down we'll take care of them you know got it. Uh, maybe that maybe that mine mine is similar it was it's funny that like they dedicate they did detonate that nuclear warhead over houston and it like you know it's bad, but it doesn't do anything. And then they dedicate a nuclear warhead inside a mothership. That's like half the size of the earth. And it blows up like instantly into like this huge, like supernova. And I was just kind of like, I guess I don't know enough about nuclear, nuclear blasts and like, maybe it triggered something, but it seemed like, like that nuclear bomb was a lot stronger than the one that just kind of like went off. I happen to be a nuclear
0: physicist. And I'll, I'll justify this on the other side. All right all right smiley so i need a clarifying question so what what do you okay. mean by bigger like how i guess how do you have a concept of how big it was when it's yeah. on the ground when we don't
1: we, we don't really see what it.
0: that looks like that's yeah. fair I,
1: I don't know it just see it seemed like like for such a huge ship like i mean you think about the size of the mother ship like it was dislodging the city sized ship so it had to have been enormous and like it just seemed like for like the whole thing to go up in like such a huge blast like that from from one missile, kind of like like, Death
0: Star, right? You're like, yeah, uh, yeah. How does the whole thing explode from within and constantly outward? It, was, that it was very
1: much like the Death Star. Yeah. It was like, a, a, and maybe that's what it was. You know, a I'm homage. sure that's the that's <laughs> yeah. the answer, right? Like a direct blow to the mothership's main <laughs> reactor will create a chain reaction that will destroy the, the ship. The, the, the station. I've hidden
0: a secret on the Death Star. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it turns out there was an alien name. Uh, yeah. We'll so like I, I
0: guess that's my theory. I mean, clearly to the audience listening, I'm not a, uh, a, a nuclear physicist. That was a joke. So um, but my theory was that also the same exact thing that like there's there's much less resistance in space. Right. So that when you do something does explode in space, you, you create a giant fireball. Leave it to the U.S. and all of its infinite wisdom that actually attempted to detonate or no, excuse me. They went through detonating a nuclear warhead in space in the 1960s directly over the island of Hawaii because they wanted to see what would happen. It's like, I think you should figure out what would happen before you do that. But they said, no, let's go ahead and launch it. And they actually detonated a warhead in space. And, they, and supposedly the results were exactly that. It created just this massive fireball, thousand kilometers in distance. And it also sent an EMP that was even larger that knocked out like power in the island of Hawaii and all this stuff. So it yeah. just seems like without gravity holding yeah. things back, like things could be a lot bigger, but again, I'm not a physicist, hmm. so take all that shit for what it's worth. Hmm. And it's not much. I'm telling you right now. Right,
1: that's, that's my enough. theory behind it. I just remember it was something I thought of when I saw it. But like, I guess there are. It's a small, it's a small nitpick. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Um, from a from a critique standpoint, I don't have a lot. Like, I thought it was really good. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I just it's not much to say.
0: Have you seen the multiple endings? There's no. Like, there's multiple endings. Really? There's another ending where, where Crop Duster Dude doesn't get a jet, and so he's not even seen <laughs> the whole way. Like they deny him. They're like, "Oh, get get out of here, drunk crazy what? guy." And yeah, they deny him. So he's not even that whole fighter scene. But at the end, he comes on the comms in his crop duster. <laughs> <and flies that laughs> shit
1: no shit. Is that true? Hey, yeah, is that real, Dead true. Dead true. Dead oh, true. I'm
2: glad they did not I have do no that. No idea. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: But yeah I do sir <laughs> I told you I wouldn't let you down <laughs> Well Tell I do my have, kids
0: I love them very much
1: I do uh, I do have one clean up corner uh, we did kind of jump on shy and kind of painted him as the bad guy in that in that whole uh in that whole situation but I was thinking back to how this actually came about and I actually posed the question to shy and some of our other mutual friends about what uh, what we thought about independence day being a nomination for greatest movie of all time because i had brought it up we were talking at work with a number of my co-workers at the time um what's your favorite movie of all, what do you think the best movie of all time is and i said independence Day, and i got murdered by them like the <laughs> overwhelming majority was with shy on that originally like i was the weirdo who was like how could you pick that as a movie that to be best of all time like and it, but it does make me wonder it's like what what is the criteria for that so we're we're gonna have to revisit that i think that's gonna have to go in the tank um but i just wanted to, to point out that it, it here it's maybe two against one uh yeah. or was back in the day but I, I think probably more people agree with shy than agree with, with I think the classical
2: <laughs> consensus would it's be typical. would it be to say that it couldn't be the greatest of all time i think that's you know but
1: yeah. I'll,
0: I'll like what about a thousand years from now that. right when the differentiation between casablanca and id4 is like one percent versus movies coming out then then could it be the greatest movie so of
2: all so l- let me say this because i don't know if this is a valid assessment but i believe that a lot of times movies are considered great because they do something new um and it's not like maybe like special effects new but like i think a lot of the reason like that a lot of a lot of movies that are considered the best of all time are are very early cinema is because they actually like broke the ground on something. And I think a lot of critics probably look at Independence Day and say, yeah, it's well made, it's fun, you know these things, but it's another disaster film. It's another movie about alien invasion. You know, it it seems like it's all more, this offends I, me. It, I'm I'm just saying the way people might act. All right. So I have I actually have a couple more critiques. Um, oh, I am the bad since I am the bad guy. No, um, <laughs> just a couple of things that just irk me about the film that like I feel like I don't know that research is so much worse but this time specifically watching when they take off at the end to fly the alien spaceship to outer space to the mothership it just boggles my mind that it is their first time flying that ship like they have like a a three-hour window to get this into space and get to the mothership, and all he has is a sticky note with like a four-axis directions on the dashboard. He's never flown it out of the hangar. He doesn't know how this thing works. What if he crashes? Like, well, I mean, he, like he, he flew kind of against it. Up.
1: He flew against. Oh, he it.
2: saw it, but he's that doesn't has nothing exactly. i seen that's his argument too. <laughs> I've seen these things, seen these things, things in it. action. I know their capabilities. Yeah, or what they're capable of, right? Um, yeah, that's it. So, so I don't know. So that kind of bugged me, and then also, like, sadly enough, and this is like one of those like, like. You know, really smulti moments that that kind of brings everything together but you know there's the the scene between will smith and, and his girlfriend they get married in the chapel and then of course i'm glad that jeff goldblum and his ex-wife get together yeah, but just, just to kind of like they just kind of have to like
0: everything has together to, it felt like yeah.
2: really convenient that like they're kind of like reconnecting in the chapel scene where they're getting married and just i don't know very convenient
1: I think they did try to set that up a little bit though. I mean, they talked about, you know, yeah. there's still love there. And like, he never yeah, took his they wedding set right it off. off. Yeah. They, they, they set did, it up. That, they just... and you, but you're right. I, I totally understand that. Like that idea of everything has to come out in a nice, neat little package and all the loose ends had to be tied up. And I don't think the, much in the film felt forced.
2: I felt like that felt forced.
1: But... Fair enough. Well, I'm glad you came up with something. Do you have anything else? <clears throat> no. Before we move on to the other critiques. Um, that are resurgence based. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about 20 years later, both in the film and in real life, uh, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the movie, they came out with a sequel independence day resurgence. Um, did you guys see that in theaters when it came out?
0: I saw it in my living room yesterday for the first time. Yes.
1: Oh, wow. Really? All right that's no, interesting that's cool so you did you see it in the theaters show i this is
2: probably indicative of how immemorable that movie is to me is i don't remember when i first saw it i don't <laughs> think i saw it in theaters i think i'd heard how bad it was and that really discouraged me from seeing it in theaters because i was really disappointed i believe i saw it digitally when it became available digitally i think i rented it and just watched okay. it in my living room
1: um, gotcha okay i did see it the theaters my wife and i i think she was still my girlfriend she would have been still my girlfriend at the time went to see it together um in theaters so we'll go through a brief plot overview uh once again super brief the world has come together it's 20 years later the uh the the world's been at peace they've used the alien technology to bolster their defenses but the aliens were able to get a distress call off to other aliens out there when and they sent um you know they sent they sent the location of earth and so the aliens come back with like a super ultra mothership that's like a bajillion (laughs) times bigger and this time they're gonna try to just get in there and drill to the center of the earth and steal the core which they kind of retconned into that that's what they were doing before um they were gonna. Oh, take, yeah, you're right. They yeah. were gonna drill down and take their like. That's what they harvest, I guess. Like that's they come down, they harvest the core, and that's how they power their their, their space fleet and stuff like that. Um, and so, basically, they they come back down, and it's disaster round two. The new technology that they have is not capable of, of stopping them. Um, but some other alien shows up, and and they do a little research and have a little fun figuring out that this, this alien is actually the, the computerized version of a a species that has already been destroyed. That is leading the intergalactic rebellion against these, these terrible beasts. And um, a bunch of stuff happens, but you know, in the end, you know, the, the, the good guys win uh, again. And they set up, the possibility of a third movie, saying, "Well, now let's take the fight to them," and that's kind of
0: and America's leading the charge America's because of our, our resilience.
1: Because yes, very resilient. Very ethnocentric so. films. So, <laughs> one of them. when I when I first saw the movie, um, I didn't hate it as much as most people did. I'll start with that. Um, I think it has a lot of redeeming qualities. I think there's a lot of it that's very good. I also went in with tempered expectations like i knew that there was no way no way that this movie was gonna live up to the original the original one is a masterpiece when i watched the first one again the other night like it almost brought me to tears like it's so good like i I might argue
0: like one of the greatest films of all time
1: some some might some might make that (laughs) argument others maybe 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 everyone but shy who knows (laughs) Uh,
0: two people might
1: maybe they just need to see it again and be reminded but anyway um (laughs) You know, so so I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I definitely think it had a lot of it did a lot of things mm. poorly that the original one did well, and I think we've probably touched on some of that. But I think you guys are probably chomping at the bit here. But I want to get before we go to Shy and I get deep into it, since Van just saw for the first time mm. this weekend, mm. the floor is yours. Let's let's hear your thoughts. So Good, bad or the,
0: otherwise. The reason I saw the sequel to the greatest movie of all time, not in theater. Which, like, it begs the question, like, wait a second. You consider this one of the greatest movies of all time, and yet you didn't even care to see the sequel. Um, much like you, I had tempered expectations. I was somewhat resistant to seeing what it would be. The biggest kicker for me was the, the decision of not having Will Smith mm, in the movie. Because yeah. I am like, Will Smith is Independence Day. Like, he is, indep- he is the movie. Um, again, I, as I mentioned, he was my favorite character from the first one um so when he wasn't in there like i i don't know i was just like i'm like okay so maybe at most it's going to be half an independence day and then i was like i might go see it in theaters i might not one of my friends went to watch it in theater um talked about how god awful it was and i said okay well then i'm just going to save my money and then more of my friends saw it um in and outside of theater talked about how god awful it was and i was like okay then I'm not gonna let this be a part of my Independence Day mm. memory
1: record. So this is tarnish not the yeah, memory. this is
0: this is not indicative of mm-hmm. anything. It has nothing to do. I haven't seen it. There's no relation between this movie and Independence Day. And now I have my my beautiful little bubble here of, of what Independence Day is and always will be. And that is absolutely fucking ruined now. So <laughs> the only reason I watched it was because of this podcast. <laughs> nice. And if not for this podcast, I would have not have watched it. Now I'm being over i'm over i'm I'm exaggerating for sensationalism i actually didn't hate the movie i watched it and i was like this isn't terrible like it's not great i i probably won't watch it again it's but not not
1: the greatest movie of all time right Not yeah exactly <laughs> like, definitively not the greatest movie of all time
0: um but no when it was done like like i don't regret watching it um but i i probably won't reach for it out of all the other movies and other titles that i have ability to watch at that time so i didn't think it was terrible i actually enjoyed it and it could have been because i set the standards so fucking low that all they had to do was like say hi and roll credits and it would have been better than what i was expecting um so (laughs) yeah that's where that's where i stood on it shy we're doing like
2: mixed stuff, right? We're doing like pros and cons sure. all in one kind yeah. of thing.
1: I, no, let's just, I, just keep it quick. Let's, let's, let's cycle around a little bit more. We right, don't do right. too deep each time.
2: All right, all right. Yeah, this is one. So one thing specifically, I think, I, think, I was thinking about this today, actually, as I was thinking about the podcast episode. Um, what they set up for episode three, kind of the taking the fight to the aliens, that's what I wish two was. Like, I, it bugs me that two was basically a rehash of one. It's just once yeah. again, the aliens coming to Earth. Yeah. And, and like you talk, like I really love the beginning of Independence Day and that kind of mystery and not knowing. Yeah. And I think if you if two had been them going, you could have done that again. Like if they'd gone to the aliens home planet and they're like landing and like, yeah. it could have had almost like a Starship Trooper feel, but not we cheesy, like serious. Here? Yeah, we don't yeah know. like what are we facing? What do we know? Um, I think that could be really cool. And I think this ties into really what I'm hoping because if they come up with a third one, I will. I will watch it, um, and I'm hoping that maybe this trilogy would be like the Matrix trilogy. And I think we've talked about this before. But I think a lot of people will will say that the second Matrix, the first Matrix, is the best of the Matrixes, and the second is the worst of the Matrix of the Matrix movies. Normally, that's the consensus. Like there might be some argument say. between two and three, but but they'll say three is better. Maybe not as good as one, but it is better. And I'm hoping that if they make a third Independence Day, and it is them taking the fight to the aliens, that that'll be that way that maybe it will be better than two it will will wrap some things up um and that it will improve upon it but yeah i think that's that's definitely one thing that really i just felt like it was just more of the same you know bigger you know more you know bombastic so i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna piggyback on that because like that was one of the things that bothered me a lot was the similarities between the first and the second one and i'm like oh you're just doing this again which is a different person, like literally the same exact thing. Like you can see the moment where they try to have the inspirational speech and you're like, Oh, okay, there it is. There's the inspirational speech that is weak and falls flat Mm. comparative to like the, the, the Bill Pullman one from, which is like one of the greatest speeches of all time. Like that speech gives me chills to this day when Mm. I hear it on TV. Mm. And so it's like, you just see all these similarities and it's like okay that worked in the first one but it doesn't mean you need to try to do it again in the second one and that really bothered me because all those attempts fell flat and they felt cheap like why am i watching this again it's kind of like star wars i have the same exact uh, thing with with a uh, star wars episode episode seven, seven. seven. yeah you like, took, it's like, like
1: four all two. over again
0: yes exactly you took, yeah. you took
1: the words right out of my mouth i was gonna say i mean they did this exact thing with with the force awakens right like, yeah exactly it, it, like literally the exact things you had famous people from the previous you know heroes of the old ones coming back not all of them but some of them like absolutely let's talk about casting then for for a second because i think that's one of the strong and weak points of the movie i think it's awesome that they had so many people come back into the into the spotlight like the returning cast was impressive they wanted will smith i i know that he refused Mm. to do it it was Mm. not it was not that they didn't try their best to get him and so they had to kind of write him out which is unfortunate could have given it i really think it was kind of spiteful the way they did that that that, they gave him such a test crash like okay because he didn't want to do this so you're not going to give him a cool a cool dance you're not going to say you know he but you think about
2: test pilots like they are on the bleeding edge of danger and risk yeah. like yeah. they are flying the experimental about, craft like that is maybe it fits it's into realistic. His character and i mean maybe it's, it's not, realistic but yeah, it's kind Yeah like kinda,
0: he's flying he's flying this new technology that they just got from these downed aliens like of course it's not going to be completely reliable so I I, I I believed it a little more it felt it didn't feel cheap to me that he died as a okay. test pilot Fair maybe enough. because I, I know like well i don't know test pilots personally but like i yeah, mm-hmm. like we talked about you know like um or like you just mentioned test pilots yeah, they're on the edge of technology the entire time. Anything can happen. And there's That's been some amazing test pilots in our lifetime too. So
2: I mean they're badasses. Like they are. Dying in that manner isn't lame.
1: I also have to bring up like I'm disappointed that they didn't and maybe they didn't, <clears throat> I missed it, but I was kinda of looking for it this time around and I didn't catch it. Like they never even mention like like you said in the last segment, Shy, that it felt forced how yeah david and connie kind of seemed to reconnect they didn't even mentioned her name uh, there was no you know new, like you would a whole new ro, lo, you know romance you know yeah you you I, I actually was waiting i thought maybe when when david met up with the president president whitmore that maybe he could have said a line like hey i'm sorry things didn't work out again with you and connie or you know like something like something but like sorry we just don't the like, a test plane she got yeah they didn't even give her that right they you didn't even team? give her that she never existed because like you said she was really just a stand-in for a uh, romantic interest that that, that didn't necessarily really need to be there but i thought it was cool that a lot of the same actors came in i liked that v- vivica a. fox was in it for a little bit yeah. I, of course i love that judge Hur- judd hirsch made an appearance i love that the general had the cameo like yeah i, I really love the nod that they like he, make to each other the old
2: guard like
1: He's just such a badass, and like I, I love that. So like I didn't think that was cool, um but I will be the first to admit that like a lot we talked about last time how all the plot lines kind of seemed relevant, and I feel like this was a way that this one really dropped the ball. That like there's so much going on in the movie that didn't need to be there that you, that they just put in just to have these characters make an appearance. The whole again the vivagay Fox thing with the with the with the hospital and everything like okay the whole thing with judd hirsch and the fucking school bus full of kids like mm. that just kind of stretched cr- like how big Even is the that only desert? one
0: who made yeah exactly from was it florida <laughs> to, <laughs> no. to, to, to nevada I, or whatever no, i assume, it was, I assume okay. it was california i assume it's
1: california but still like it's just like there was a couple parts where it's like you, you didn't like it was he could have been yeah. a cameo. He could have yeah. been a cameo like the general. She could have been a cameo like the general. Like that would have been better. And like you condense it down, um, like a lot of the rest of it was okay. Like I thought it was I, one of the things I thought was really cool was how like the president had like the the problems, mm-hmm. right? Like from the from his yeah, his yeah. connection. Like that yeah. it, he like it's always sad when you have a sequel and you find out that the the characters that finish strong maybe haven't had the time like I've, again going back to star wars i always felt that way with luke and han and leia right like and the return of the jedi like mm-hmm. it's so hopeful and then you get to the next one and it's like oh actually well they broke up and luke's in hiding and you know they didn't really ride off into the sunset the way maybe you'd hope they would and i think that's kind of the case a little bit for some of these characters especially the president, president the,
2: cool, the cool thing with star wars and i think this one though specifically would like you look at like a han and a luke um, and then you look at like President Whitmore. Is they do they take that kind of turn that you haven't seen where they turn like, yeah. they turn for the worst and then they redeem themselves? You know, I think that Han and, and Luke did redeem themselves in the new trilogy, and I think yeah, that oh, for sure. President Whitmore goes out really strong in this one. You know, he kind of like Absolutely. he comes back strong. Um, I think. Can I jump into the characters and cast a little bit? I don't know, Please. man. If you're no. biting,
0: if you're biting, um, to, no, no. To, the, I mean, that, that I'm, I'll piggyback because that's where I wanted to go next.
2: Um, I think I, I think that this film. Really was a caricature of the first one to a certain extent. That word came to mind today when I was when I was thinking about it. And like the one of the one of the things that really bugs me about this film is how they treated Dr. Oken. Um, really, they like watching it again. I thought that in the first film he was eccentric and he was offbeat, but he wasn't like manic. He wasn't ridiculous. Like he just you know he was just like someone a scientist who's been stuck in a building for like decades and he yeah. met the president. And he yes. was like, like super excited, or whatever. Yeah, and. And maybe it's just that he got more screen time in this one. And so they, I don't yes. know if it was that and they showed more of him and it like just stood out to me more, but I felt like he was, he, he, like he was specifically a caricature of his character. Like he was, it's like they turned him up to 11. His like eccentricities and his oddities, his like forcefulness and his like, um, that, I don't know. Apparently didn't bother you guys at all. That really, that really bugs me. Like for some reason, like how would his character it's turn a, into- It is interesting because in I didn't, I didn't um,
1: feel like that way at all. I thought to me, it felt like he was- it was more of him being in a coma for so long and, you know, having again, same with the president, like he had that same kind of craziness mm-hmm. because he had like the, the queen's whatever wavelengths in yeah. his mind. So I thought it was, it, it kind of made some sense to me, but I can see why you would feel that way. I do, I don't disagree with you completely.
2: Um, and then the two other characters that I, I specifically want to talk about because I think they were kind of missed in two different ways, but I think that uh, the African general who kind of tags along mm-hmm. yeah the rebel Lord. leader the, the warlord, warlord. Yeah. i yeah. for one thing you talk about retconning that that drilling in and I, that really bugs me it's like oh wait all of a sudden they were drilling but i think this on the flip side of that whole element of like the idea of in their that culture dealing with a crashed spaceship with aliens like hunting them over years that's such a cool subplot like yeah, that could have been a film cool. in and of itself like they could have had like either a feature-length film or a 30-minute like mini film yeah. of like this this culture of like you know african rebels like being hunted and learning to hunt and like the fact that he learns to like speak and read the language like he felt like such a cool character with a cool premises that was just kind of shoehorn like it never got mm-hmm. developed it never like it was very got very much like a surface treatment and on the flip side his little companion by the end the little yeah, the, the, uh, the
1: accountant uh, the, or whatever account Floyd, the, yeah, the, Floyd. Um,
2: the, the comptroller um I felt like they tried to make him like what David Levinson was almost in the first film. Like David Levinson in the first film was this nerd basically who by the end of the film is this swaggering badass who's like conquered his fears. He's flown into the spacecraft. He's smoking a cigar. Like he's defeated the enemy. And so here you have this in this sequel, this comptroller who's kind of a pansy at the beginning by the end is like killing aliens, but he's, once again i think using the word caricature is what you I think have of. the heart
1: he's- of a warrior
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just over the top like he's too over the top like it was like it felt yeah. forced i think like the word forced like as there's certain areas of this film that just feel like they tried to he, force he's
1: another character i, I agree that it's like they put him in because they wanted a certain mold probably from the first one that they're trying to fill like they're trying to follow, capture a beat from the first one that he didn't need to be there like you yeah. could completely take him out of the movie and it would have been a better movie for it maybe you will missed a couple gag reels you know a couple punchlines but yeah and you've been quiet get in here no this is great jump in
0: my favorite my favorite um cast was the um the uh chinese idol fighter pilot
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: just perfectly fit <laughs> she it was, was amazing <laughs> and she happened to be <laughs> she happened to be the uh niece of the yeah. the, the yeah. general so, the yeah. so all the things yeah. before so uh, i'm being sarcastic obviously yeah. i mean don't get me wrong she was great eye candy but like why is like i don't know it just it just seemed weird for those people to be fighter Absolutely. pilots and then all the other people um the other thing is talking about drilling like being the reason why they're here that's that contradicts the first movie where he says, well. They want our, well, I guess he supposes, but he's like, well, they, they want our land because they're not much different than we are. They breathe mm-hmm. air. They live in a similar climate and a similar temperature. They do all these things, which is probably why they want our, think that's what he says, which is probably why they want our planet. Um, but then all of a sudden, it's because their drilling it has nothing to do with any of that stuff.
1: I, I think they kind of can squeeze it in because I think when, when the president touches minds with them, then he says they're like locust. They move from system that's to true. system, harvesting all the resources and then moving on. Yeah. um And but like That's good yeah, point. it's interesting. Like if they breach the core and it destroys the planet, how are you harvesting the reason? Like I get yeah. you're harvesting the you're harvesting the the core, but like they also showed that like in the first one that there was like an army prepared to invade. Yeah. Right? Like they saw that, and so like you're gonna go down when the core's been taken out. Like you're right that like
0: yeah. it was a stretch.
1: It was a little bit a uh, little didn't quite match up the way it, yeah. I think we would like so.
0: And and I feel like Will Smith's son, um, and then the other hot shot, like they just all tried to be like Will Smith again. Of course. And of it course just and like the son, I can get like, okay, you're you're a byproduct of your father, but I don't know, it just it just didn't feel right. It's like, yeah, you're not Will Smith. Get the hell out of here, kind of
1: thing. <laughs> all right, you guys got any other? praise or critiques for either of the movies any other final thoughts that you want to say
0: i hope that part three doesn't take 20 years to come out like part two did
1: Mm. i wonder i mean i wonder if there'll be a part three it doesn't seem like part two did very well yeah, and i mean you're right that didn't stop the matrix to for your earlier comparison which i think was an apt one but also two and three were basically shot at the same time they came like out they, like a year they,
0: apart or something right? yeah, they, were yeah like, they
1: announced them together yeah. and they said two's coming out three's coming out like
0: crowdfunded it'll get it'll get funded in like uh overnight
1: quentin tarantino's 10th film
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. independence day <laughs> right. bloodshed Starring samuel jackson <laughs>
1: there's aliens on my plane (laughs) um, uh, what was will smith's character's name again uh Captain we'll Hiller. Hillard. I'm Captain Hiller's <laughs> nephew. I'm here to kick Your some That'd <laughs> be older. that be older. Um, <laughs> has to be. Well, yo, yeah, you would have to be older, wouldn't you all right Little, little,
2: little critique once again. Just talking about small continuity issues. I know resurgence has a ton, probably, but once again, just watching it this time, one thing that stood out, and I don't know, if, there's a specific scene near the end where they're fighting the queen and they hijack the alien ships, and there's a scene when they're like shooting her like breastplate or whatever, and they like injure yeah. her, and then she yeah. goes in injury mode, and then like. Two minutes later, she recalls all the ships, takes control over them, and has them circle around her as a defensive shield. And party's like, while they're shooting her, why didn't she take control of the ships at that point if they're her ships and she can control them anyway? Right. Like, why did she do that two to three minutes later before she was mortally injured or whatever? So just like things like that where, you know... It's
1: just- well, also, I thought it was weird. Like, they shot her back, which fucks up the suit and makes them come out. It's but in the point, past... Yeah. When they've opened the suit like that just makes them vulnerable right mm. like like then they can be sh- shot with like bullets and stuff well like they've shot her at the back of her suit and her suit opens and she like comes out and she's just like Err.
2: yeah she looks like she's basically like, dead yeah
1: what what mm. yeah that was just kind of that whole thing with yeah it, it did i think that's probably another thing it kind of went a little over the top you know with the giant Control alien, dive like,
0: yeah giant alien
1: it, it wasn't a terrible flying back to think. the mothership.
0: It, it needing to get out while the doors are closing. I mean, come on. Another um, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, there's. It, I think there's definitely some potential there, and I do agree that maybe, maybe a third one. I never even, I never even thought of a third one. Like I thought that, they set it up for one, but I was like, that's never gonna happen. But maybe, maybe you're right, shy. Probably will maybe never happen. We'll see. Well, they don't even make movies anymore because of COVID. Quentin
2: Tarantino, if you're listening to our podcast,
1: think about it. <laughs> I, heard, I heard he was interested in Focus Target. That just somebody was telling me that. I'm hearing. Um, anyway, that's it. We got through it. We did go a little bit over in time, but that's all right. Uh, I think it was worth it. Uh, you know, we're saving the planet here, just like you know, just like David Levinson. So. Mm. We'd love to hear you, podcast listeners. What are your thoughts on Independence Day? Do you think it's the greatest movie of all the time? Do you think that we're crazy for saying that it's the greatest movie of all time? Do you think Resurgence is the greatest movie of all time and that we're crack- crackheads for bashing it so much? I don't know. I'd like to hear from you. We'd love to hear your, your input. If you want to let the Focus Target podcast know what you think, uh, reach out to us. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have a YouTube channel, Focus Target Podcast, and we have an email address, Focus Target podcast at gmail.com so for all my earthlings and aliens out there this has been the Focus Target Podcast thanks for joining us I'm your host Smiley
0: this is Shy and I'm Ben we'll see you next week because I ain't heard no fat lady I ain't heard no fat lady oh!